This episode is brought to you by Monday Hair Care. A big thank you to our amazing sponsor, Monday Hair Care, for not only allowing this podcast to happen, but for taming my huge frizzy pregnancy hair with their amazing best-selling line, Smooth, and giving some of my bigness to Emma with their volume shampoo and conditioner. Their products are free from SLS and parabens and are Leafing Bunny approved, which is the gold standard for cruelty-free beauty internationally. Monday's available in more than 30 countries, is the number one hair care brand on TikTok and has won loads of beauty awards. Head to mondayhaircare.com to find out where you can get your hands on their beautiful pink bottles. Thanks, Monday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of Takeaways Podcast with me, Alex, from Alex's Kitchen Story, and my lovely co-host, Emma, who I don't know if you've got anything up your sleeve for the audience today. Do I ever? Today, Emma from, do you know what? I think the, the grammar of it is really hard to work with because Emma from, there's really only one thing I can say and that's King's Cross, but if it's Emma who is, like for instance, today I'm a couples counsellor. Are you? Who, who too? You know. It causes me yeah. great concern. <laughs> what do you mean? One of our friends say earlier, I've got a really strong roster of men at the moment. Girls, keep your portfolio diverse. That is the one thing I will say to you. Don't settle. How are you a couples counsellor? Uh, my housemate's having some girl drama. And I'm having a little bit of boy drama, so I'm, you know, counselling myself. Right. He deserves better, you know? Well, we won't go into it and share his personal stories we on the We certainly phone. won't. We absolutely won't. Nor, nor mine, to be fair. I should keep, I really want to blow up my social life, <laughs> so maybe um. Well, would you like to kick us off with what you had for dinner last night? I would love that. I went to... <laughs> I love that so much. I was with you during the day at a baby shower. The world's hottest baby shower. The world's stickiest baby shower. What was it yesterday, like 30? I honestly don't know. I've, I've given up checking, but this heat wave is dragging. It's actually, I think, the longest heat wave I've ever experienced. I love it. But do you not think they usually sort of crash and burn within the week? Like, we're up to like day 10. Oh, you haven't been here. I haven't been here. Oh, my God, divine. All my washing is drying so fast, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, it is drying very quickly. But it was absolutely roasting yesterday. And then we had a baby shower. One of the girls, pregnant girls who was there, was due I know. the day of. Can you imagine how hot I keep she thinking that morning, I wonder if she's going to come. Because <laughs> if she doesn't, it means she's having a baby. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like to you, oh, my God, next time we see her, there's going to be two of her. Which is so weird. And I said to you, like, I've just got my head around you being pregnant. And then there's going to be, you're going to have a like a th- living thing with you all the time that you just made one day for no reason except, you know, maternal a love and slip desire. And then next thing you've got something, you slip in the wrong direction <laughs> and you've got something that relies on you for the next yeah. 18 years. Oh, come on. We still rely on our parents. Well, speak for yourself. Well, yeah, actually, no. The tables the tables turn as you get older. But, yeah, she's – sorry, so we were in a baby shower. I said it to one of my friends – he was like, what are you doing today? And I said, a baby shower. And he was like, wow, your friends are good at procreating. And then he said, if there's a zombie apocalypse, they must be preserved. Like a very fertile the bunch. There's something in the water. Be careful where you sit, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so we had that thing delicious, lots of homemade, greater women than I, baking on a oh, Sunday. Those like, pies? Those One pies. of the girls made these tiny little bite-sized it was like a slow cook beef inside, like premium beef mixed inside, not mince, inside puff pastry, 
pulled beef. Honestly, so delicious. Like I think I smashed about 10 of them and they were so hot. They were, they were warm pies, obviously, and it was so hot. So they were making me hotter, but I still couldn't stop <laughs> eating them because they were so delicious. That serves me right for being late. I only got one. Oh, uh, were you late? No, no, I wasn't. When you arrived, you said, I haven't just got here. <laughs> and I believed you. <laughs> but that was like an hour and a half in. Oh, um, I was late, but just not that late. All right. I've been trying to assuage my guilt for being late by helping out in the kitchen <laughs> for a while before I came out and saw you guys. Oh, that was very nice of you. Those pies were incredible. They were delicious. I've thought about them more times than I'd care to admit. Same, but can you track back to what you had for Yeah, dinner? cool, cool, cool. So, <laughs> Vietnamese. I went Vietnamese with a oh, friend who's here from New York. It was delicious. I was quite f- both hungover and really full from drinking so much rosé, so I wasn't that hungry, so I've got leftovers today. But I think it was called, I don't know, Uncle Yam, Uncle Yams, maybe. Maybe I made that up. Chris Rowe from the White Heart. And certainly, oh, yeah. and it was so nice and really reasonable. That's great. It was lovely. I find it quite hard to find good Vietnamese in this city, to be honest. Yeah, there's no Hansan here. No what? Hansan, Hansan, that really What's nice that? Vietnamese in Auckland. Never heard of it. Haven't you? It's outside City no. Fitness, like on the Field Street. That's probably why I haven't heard of it. <laughs> it's by a gym. It's so, I used to like when I went to City Fitness as like a chubby seventeen year old. I used to come out and, and smell <laughs> hand sand and just be like, "Oh man, <laughs> I want that." A chubby seventeen year old. You were not chubby. You have never been chubby. I have. Oh my god. Do you know what I was thinking about the other day? One day I have to read it out the pod when I had like put on weight on my student exchange. And came back and we like started dieting and I have that food diary. Yes, yes. You have to read that out one day on the phone. It's, it's so funny. Criminal. It's like seven times the amount of food I'd eat in a day now. And that was me calorie counting. I'd like put it in my fitness pal. It's like Mars bar snack. <laughs> Literally. And they're like McDonald's and like it were like eight meals a day. It would be like chicken korma, but only two naan. Like, <laughs> holy shit. And I'd like put it all in my fitness pal. And then when I hit my calorie count for the day, I'd just stop putting anything in and be like, mm, perfect. And would be like, you're tracking really well. Like, I know, but I'm getting fatter. Just lying to the bell. <laughs> lying to the bell through my teeth. What did you have for dinner? What did I have? Um, I was similar to you in that I was really full and just feeling like quite nauseous from the heat. So I had chicken tacos, but I took a really long time to eat them. Like, oh, yeah. And I, I was that annoying person where did Sam, a I could okay. tell, yeah, I did a you. I could tell <laughs> Sam wanted to finish off of what I wasn't going to eat, but like <laughs> he couldn't until I'd had my fair share. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless. At least you waited. Sorry for context. I'm the world's slowest eater. In a social situation, usually because I'm talking. Yes, it's always because you're talking. It's always you just, because I'm talking. Like, abandon your food. Like, I can talk and eat, whereas you I cannot. abandon my food in the ambition of entertaining the crowds. It's an honourable pursuit that someone's going to do it. It's not always easy. Sometimes I'm hungry. So noble. But it's got away. And God forbid I talk with my mouth full, so. It's a very noble cause that you dedicate yourself to night after <laughs> night. <laughs> Social engagement after social engagement. Who made the tacos? Sam did. 
they were really delicious. So he did like chicken, cooked it first, took it out, shredded it up, put all the spices in, added it back in to fry it off. And then we had sour cream, guac, um, and a tomato salsa. Delicious. Pretty standard, but just so good. You know, Again, when you classic. say something standard, it is like Michelin starred to me. That sounds like so much effort. Phenomenal. Like I'm back in the city now. I need to go to Tesco and buy all my little microwave meals. Yeah, you do. Speaking of, how was Rome? Do you want to tell everyone about your trip? <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a teacher. Standing at the front of the classroom. It was really nice. It was super hot. Um, Dad was at his conference during the day, so me and Mum would just like go out and like kick it in the in the town, come back for That's a rest so nice. in the heat of the day, and then go back out in the evening. It was so nice. Oh, Rome is so hard to beat. It was so, and we also did stuff that I hadn't done before. Like we did a garden tour of the Vatican, which I've oh, never done because cool. so, it was heaving inside wall to wall. Yeah, I can bodies. imagine. I did wonder how many of these people are actual cathos and how many are just tourists. Definitely more tourists, you would have thought. Yeah, yeah, probably. I got stitched up going to the Vatican. Well, um, me and two friends because we didn't realize that you had to have your shoulders and legs covered. So we were, like, buying shawls from all the stalls in and around, like, going over the shoulders, around the legs. I had, like, the – it was quite a few years ago now, but the shortest skirt <laughs> ever. <laughs> What's that horrible saying? See what you had for lunch? Yeah, literally. I never understood that for years until I realised I had understood it but was rejecting it because it's so feral. I know. And I never understood why either. I was like, you can't see my stomach come down. What were you talking about? Shorter skirt? Yeah. That's a, that's the story. That's a good story. How much <laughs> yeah. did you spend on shorts? Oh, I honestly hate to think. They would have been like 20 euros a pop, I reckon. They would have been so expensive. There were so many girls with those shawls on. I told mum, because mum had come into my room in the hotel with like a dress that was above her knee, and I was like, Sarah, you harlot, go and get changed. <laughs> Cover those knees. I was like arguing with security. I was like, it's very hot. Like, what do you expect? I was like, this is ridiculous ridiculous role and he was like are you joking this is a place of worship this is a house of god i feel like i'm quite used to it now like you've gone gone to other churches and cathedrals etc etc and i like i have come to accept it but at the time i was completely mind blown that that was still a thing i was like this is beyond isn't it weird that it's his own country so weird it's some country but we did the garden tour and got out and it was incredible there's no one there we're on this little bus little open-air bus, and it's like its own tiny, perfect city. Like there's roundabouts and stop signs and these beautiful ancient buildings, no rubbish, no one there. It was like, uh, it was really surreal. It was That's super cool. so nice. That's the part you'd want to live in. Exactly. And then we went to the um, Villa Medici, which was really, really cool. And the other thing we did that I hadn't done before was a catacombs tour, which was horrible. It sounds like a made-up word. You know the Paris, you know the Paris catacombs. Like there's like hundreds of miles of. It's basically a crypt, like it's underground burial sites. Oh wow! Catacombs, and and there were popes buried there. There are five hundred thousand Christians buried in this, and and you know we were like it'll be interesting. We'll go. I almost fainted. It was really grim. You're underground. It's claustrophobic. You're surrounded by the bodies aren't there anymore, but like what used to be bodies. Like the guy said something about there are some human remains and mum said I went green oh. like, and almost started crying. I was like, I'm not I'm not good with gory stuff. I don't like skulls. I'm not edgy. I don't like yeah. any of that shit. And I was like, I want to get out of here. 
But the guy was really, really sweet. And at the end, he said, you know, I want to leave you with this. I was like, here we go. I didn't come here for a sermon. But he <laughs> said, like, life is so short. And one day you're all going to be down here in a place like this. And he was like, why do we spend so much time litigating and arguing? Like, what do you say when someone dies? You say, rest in peace. And he goes, but we do not live in peace. That's why we get to have the rest at the end. He's missed the key point there. <laughs> I thought it was really sweet. I was like, true, why am I such an aggy bitch? <laughs> it is. I mean, it's a good point, but the rest is coming, you know? <laughs> Fight for what you believe in because the rest is eternity. I, will, I don't want peace. I want problems. That's what we say. I'll fight till the day I die and then hopefully rest and not be in a flaming pit. But to be fair, if I'm in a flaming pit, all my friends are going to be there. Exactly. I'd rather be in the flaming pit with all of our pals, you know? There's none of us getting into heaven. No. I know that for free. Where were we? Wrong was lovely. Back to back to life, big old weekend. Back to reality. Back to reality. How, how are you going? How was your week? Um, my week was good. This is this new segment where we talk about our weeks. I actually raised Rome so that you could talk about your frog, but you had oh raised God. the frog. Everybody. Okay, so on our final night, we're in an outdoor restaurant and this guy comes by selling his wares, obviously, and he had this big wooden frog. We were like, Dad, was that? what's that noise? It sounds like a book frog. And the guy walked up and he had this huge wooden frog with a stick and he was like scraping it and it made like noise, which was fun, but then it was like 30 euro and Dad and I and Mum were like, no, we're not doing that. Uh, but then they had a tiny mini one, so, so cute. And let me show you. He's a tiny frog. And then <laughs> it's so cute. But the guy at the table next to us was like, oh, I quite like the look of that frog. He had a Spanish accent, which I won't try and recreate. And he's like, I love the look of that. And the guy was like 30 euro. And he turns around and he goes, 20. The guy goes, 30. And he goes, I'm Mexican. I own the peso. <laughs> Absolutely no way. I'm paying. 30 euro for a fucking frog. Do you know what that is in pesos? I was like, no. And he was like, 15. He was like, okay, 15 and gave it to him for 15. And I got mine for five. I am the peso. I am the peso. You're dreaming if you think you're dragging that much out of me in Mexican currency. That is so, so funny. Chat. Thank you for raising that. I actually used to do that when I traveled. Like they would always be trying to like barter back and forth. In the markets, and I was like, I'm on the New Zealand dollar. Like, you think I'm English? I'm not spending the pound here, hun. Like, <laughs> I'm spending one third of the pound. Literally. Show me mercy. Yeah. Like, our currencies are basically on par here. Back on schedule. Who are you having for dinner this week? Can I have two people? You can. First of all, Justin Bieber. You hear all the rumours that he married Hayley Bieber for a green card. Yep. He couldn't apply for a work visa because he had criminal charges. Mm -hmm. And their five years is coming up on the 13th, so in two days. Mm -hmm. Or when you hear this, it will be about three days in the past. And I want to know, I want to have him for dinner. I, I know we always say this and now I'm like, this is actually super like predatory, but like load him up. You know, get him fucked. Or is he sober now? With alcohol? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he's sober. Okay. We'll have to be really sneaky with it then. Maybe you could put something in his drink. 
a Rufalin. We could roofie Justin. His team would love that. Some kind of truth serum. Uh, have him over dinner and find out what uh, what the story is. If he ever loved Haley, if it was convenient, if it was Visa. He does seem a bit narcissistic. Like I think he does. He does seem like someone who, like apparently, he tried to propose to Selena. She realized what it was about. She said no. A month later, he's with Haley very publicly. Interesting. I have been on quite a journey with them. I originally used to be very. We have so much time on our hands. I very. <laughs> very anti them and I thought that he was a dick to her and didn't really love her but now I'm starting to think maybe he actually does yeah and that's the narrative from Selena fans that we've seen yeah he does say some really rat shit to her but then sometimes he actually seems really in love and cute and like I know and didn't he write that song about her what one I don't know I saw it on TikTok (laughs) one time do you know me I don't know any artists or songs I I don't know I yeah Guys, write in. What do you think about them? Is she getting a hard time in the media because of all that? What do they call them? The Selenators. Selenators. Oh, is that what her fans are called? It just sounds like Saline Solution, like salt water. Yeah, I wouldn't like my fans to be called that. Um, So I want to have him and, like, get the 411. Yeah, love that. And then the other one is I want to have one of my favourite talents, my favourite, like, actor, Jason Siegel. I realise there's a theme here of A, pop stars and B, people that I want to bang. And <laughs> I've got both of those covered today. Jason Segel is like the tall blonde guy who's in a lot of Seth Rogen, Judd Apatow movies. He starred. Oh, I love him. He's so cool. I wrote, he wrote, directed and starred in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which is probably my favourite movie of all time, where I got my favourite saying, cool, I'll just go fuck myself. (laughs) When someone says no to you. Um, And my favourite saying, take my eyes, but not the shirt. (laughs) Yes. Yes. One night when uh, Alex and I were traveling together and we were, we, we <laughs> look, okay. So I had this guidebook. Uh, turns out it was a few years out of date. We were going to Montenegro and the girls were like, I'd love to go to Couture. And I said, no, no, no. Let me take you to Budva, which turns out is what the kids would call Russian Miami. It was the world's worst place. It's a shithole. Honestly, I couldn't recommend not going there enough. We had a human shit on our doorstep on arrival and so many cats so many <laughs> never cats. seen so many stray cats like you think there's a lot of stray cats in greece try budva like try budva. it is so it's bad it's disgusting we basically spent our time just lying in bed watching movies <laughs> yeah our friend went to a spa she got given a gift long story but we were like we're not going out we're not seeing the sights there are no sights you had to like swim out past the rubbish to have a good time literally in the water. you had to swim under the rubbish to then come up for air in the, <laughs> <in> the clear. <laughs> so oh. many siggy butts on the beach. Anyway, one of like we just spent our whole time inside watching movies, and one of which was uh, getting Sarah Marshall. That was a very fond memory. It was. And then one of the days we actually bust over to Couture to see some of our friends were staying there, and it was paradise. It was like Queenstown in Eastern Europe. It was beautiful, huge lake, big mountains, and I I was so ashamed. So beautiful. The views were incredible. It was clean. The water was beautiful. It was awful. I was like, well, I'm not doing any more navigating of the trap. I have lost my privileges. Anyway, having Sarah Sarah Marshall, Jason Segal, he seems really chat, super nice, super hot. He does. I reckon he seems so cool. Yeah. So I don't know if he's seeing anyone. We'll obviously have him around, throw my hat in the ring. Is he seeing anyone? We don't know. I don't know. He'd be a great partner, I reckon. Wouldn't he? He seems really respectful and funny. Yeah. And he's quite talented. 
He is. Uh, so that's why I want to have a dinner. Um, just to like, not even like make a move, just be around him. It just seems like a really good human. I love that. Uh, and now, yourself. I want to have Kelly Osborne, or maybe it was Sharon actually, one of them. Car- Kelly or Sharon. That is such a throwback. Quite niche. But they said over the weekend, one of them, I think it was Sharon, that Ashton Kutcher is the rudest guy she's ever met. She was like, rude, rude, rude. He's so rude. And it's not the first time she said it about him. Really? And I've always been like a really big fan of his. The only thing that has ever really irked me is I find him and Mila Kunis a little bit fake. Like I feel like they're always trying to be like the perfect Hollywood in love couple. Interesting. I think they are in love and I think they're really down to earth. I just wish they'd stop trying. I think of them as quite private. Yeah. I feel like they're almost trying to be them. Like they did stuff like put their house on Airbnb and gave it away for free and let anyone go stay there, which is really nice. But I'm like, what are you trying to get at? You know? Yeah. Like, there'd be a lot of admin. So anyway, I'm I want to have her around for dinner because I'm so intrigued as to why he was so rude. This is very timely with the Danny Masterson stuff. Who's that? That's Hyde from that 70s show who just oh, got yes. done for rape 30 years for two counts of rape. Yes. And Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis both wrote letters in support of his character. I so know. now people are like, ooh, actually, do we still adore you? It's actually really awkward because apparently the letters came out in the press like the day before he got charged. Yeah, <laughs> they tried to like listen his sentence and stuff. And I saw a lot of a lot of stuff about it basically being like it just shows that you can be a really good dad and a good member of the community and a rapist. Yeah, They're not mutually exclusive. You're just not going to see that side of someone. Oh. It's really grim though. Like if someone's defended someone who'd been accused of rape and. It would be really hard if it was someone you knew because you'd be like, oh, it no, would be. I don't know. You don't know that side of them. Yeah, not not a great call from them at all coming out and defending him. I really want to have her around for dinner just so that I can understand exactly what he did that was super rude and what her thoughts are. Now I'm going to add a question and what her thoughts are on him defending the rapist. I feel like she'd give them to me straight. She definitely would. What are you watching or reading this week? Again, reading nothing. Woohoo, me too. Welcome. <laughs> I haven't had a second to read. Um, still watching Shit's Creek, but when I got to Rome, it said I couldn't watch these episodes. Do you know, I think that's such a flaw of all of those streamers that different things are available in different countries. Like, I get why, but like, yeah. often if you're, you've got, you're in the middle of watching something and then you go to Europe, and then suddenly, like, my number one recommended show is, like, all these shows in a different language. And I'm like, no, I need my ones back. I'm British. Yeah. Give me British. Do not know. I speak the King's English. As someone who literally negotiates those contracts for a living, um, I can see why <laughs> it happens. But it was really annoying. And I started watching instead Laguna Beach. Oh, I've never watched that. I never watched it as a youth. And, and it's so funny. It's aged so badly. Like, you're... Your protagonist is this is Elsie, who's the best friend of this guy who's dating someone else. And it was so like such a 90s, not misogynistic, but that headspace of like the best friend should be with the boyfriend. Whereas now, especially on like TikTok, you always see those videos about like the best friend who everyone hates. If your boyfriend has like a best girlfriend, she's kind of in love with them. She's super annoying yeah. and toxic. And now it's like Elsie was 100% the villain. Like Stephen played them off against each other. And now I've like got 
people have so much more sympathy for the actual girlfriend. Yeah. Who he hangs out with his best friend all the time. Him and her like share a bed and spend the night together. And we would have 100% rooted for her, the cool girl. Yeah. Back when it came out. But now it's like, oh, she's so gross. Leave them alone to their relationship. That's so interesting. It's like the narrative's been totally flipped. 100%. And I kind of love the flip narrative. Like he's so disrespectful. He says, he's like, yeah, um, Kristen is like such a fun girl. I love hooking up with her. And like, but like Elsie is definitely more like relationship material. Like you're dating, your girlfriend is the one you're saying is fun. Like get a grab. So yeah, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it a lot. But it is also when I, like back in the day, you just wouldn't have thought it was scripted. You'd be like, wow, this is so crazy. But now it's so obviously staged like we didn't know how is it a reality show laguna beach yeah 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 yeah. oh i didn't even realize that it came after the success of the oc oh right oh so it's not that old i thought it was older oh it's like 2004 okay i do still this part of me that is still nostalgic for all those kind of shows and and movies like i love the oc like you could never make a show like that now but i absolutely love well, and even Gossip Girl, you couldn't get a wall. I mean, they remade Gossip Girl to be a bit more, what do you call it? <laughs> Diverse with less, like, um, of the yeah. rapey overtones from Chuck Bass. Yes, exactly. Honestly, the journey he goes on is phenomenal. It's crazy. <laughs> but sorry, we don't mean to be flippant either, but Chuck Bass is like an attempted rapist twice in the first episode and then becomes a hero. I've actually written an article about that. No one else has seen it, but I got my thoughts on paper. You should share it. I'll be like Van Gogh, all my art will come to light after I've died but yeah I feel like it's not very PC not allowed to really say it but I do like I do feel so much nostalgia for all those shows like those 2000s even American Pie you know love those movies so much and yeah they're bad for women but like they just remind you of a time in your life that was like literally like an American Pie I've written something about this as well it was about the fact that like women were literally like a pretty reward at the end of a yeah totally movie where a bang average guy with a barely there personality who cracks a few jokes she's the a prize she's got no personality she's got no redeeming qualities yeah like, totally all those movies really do boil down to like funny guy gets hot girl and judd apatow apparently his movies have had a huge impact on that as well before this we had harry meet sally and movies where the men had more redeeming qualities and then judd apatow with his very specific brand of stoner yeah. comedy guy gets insanely hot girl, like Forgetting Sarah Marshall, like Knocked Up, like all the movies. And it really even lowered the bar for me. It had to be halfway decent and this like incredible successful hot girl would drop her standards because, oh, he's a good guy. Be for real. I so agree with that. And he sort of brought everything down, which I think is super interesting. Yeah, that is actually really interesting. So you sort of forget about movies like When Harry Met Sally. Really good. You've got male, like Sleepless in Seattle, really good rom-coms where the guy is pretty upstanding, has a lot of like um, substance. And more depth to the female characters too. A hundred percent, much more depth. Mm, That's really interesting. The shallow 2000s raised girl in me still just loves those movies I love it. It's so fucking nostalgic. And now what are you watching? I am watching, I'm so proud to be announcing that I'm watching something other than all my shows that I rewatched a thousand times, um, Love and Death. Sounds great, doesn't it? Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. what? <laughs> so it has, I'm watching on ITV, I'm not sure where else you can get it, um, but it's got Elizabeth Olsen in it, she's the main character, and it seems to be set kind of in the maybe 70s, 70s or 80s, in Central, not Central America, 
you know what I mean? The Midwest. Middle Middle America. Middle America. The Bible Belt. Um, yes. And she's in like the church choir. Um, I don't really know what happens. I've only watched one episode, but there's a, it, right at the start it shows there's a death. I'm not entirely sure who dies. Um, but yeah, it, it just seems really good. The trailer looked amazing. It really sucked me in. So that's what I'm watching. And I'm thrilled. What's it about? I don't really know. I'm quite keen to watch. All I know is that there's the death at the start. I like Elizabeth Olsen. She's in it. And yeah. I love the mystery. Thank you. Don't give us too much now. Stop, she's stop, please. The, she's please in stop. the church choir. Please, no more. No <laughs> Did more. I mention she's in the choir? <laughs> no more, please. You're spoiling the show. <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't really know anything about it, to be honest, but uh, couldn't have guessed. I'm, I'm, the first episode was great. I'm loving it. I couldn't recommend it more. Um, what do you want to buy this week? Do you know what I want? Some gold hoops. Proper, solid gold, beautiful hoops. That is what I want. I know I sound kind of like the girl in Mean Girls. It's like, I got these beautiful white gold hoops for Hanukkah. I just want that. And then I went to Liberty the other day and my eyes bought it at the press. Oh, I, I was thought like, you were going to say like from the skincare or something. And I was like, oh, no. No. But no, from the price. <laughs> from the price. Yeah, pretty yikes. Maybe not the place to go and find jewelry for oneself. But yeah, that's what I fancy. What about you? I really want to find some nice, cool bikinis that have a lot of support for the for girls. girls. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually find it really, really hard to find good bikinis. And like yeah. because I do so much shopping online these days and hardly ever go and try them on and also going and trying on bikinis is a harrowing experience like no one likes to do that it, that is actually one of the blessings about being pregnant is that a your massive belly dwarfs your limbs and makes them look Shador. smaller tiny which is so nice but also b you don't have any flap because your stomach's like so pushed out and hard Taut. yeah that's that's phenomenal Love that so, yeah, if there is any time to be bikini shopping, it's now. But yeah, I just find in like there's there's all these websites for like we bikinis for double D plus or whatever, but they're just not the one, you know. Like I'm like, why can't I buy something from Hunza that actually just offers me some support or like a cool brand like I don't know Zimmerman? Like not that I'd ever pay Zimmerman prices to be fair, but Never. do you know what I mean? Like something pretty and cool that just offers a bit of support. This is the big boob girl problem. This is it. It's always the beige, hideous bras with like four straps at the back and 100%. massive booty overarm straps. Yes, exactly. Like I would like to wear a strapless bikini. Where are you? You know? She doesn't exist. When you said, should I buy the tons of G bikini? I was like, they barely keep my girls in. Yeah, exactly. And I did buy it anyway. Regrets. <laughs> did you return it? No. <laughs> Does it hold them in? Swinging around everywhere. <laughs> Lobbing about. <laughs> so that's what I really want. I just want to start. I want like normal brands, not special brands, just to start considering us girls who are well endowed in the chest area. <laughs> well endowed. <laughs> Send up a prayer for the chesty gals. Time for your favourite segment. Letters from the fan. Hey, hey, Alex. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, Emma and Alex. First off, late to the pod game. 
Did you just cut me out of that? I was going to say Alex and Emma, and then I realised that she actually said Emma and Alex, so I wanted to be truthful to the real message. I love that she's let my name take over the alphabetic order. Good girl. Keep it up. Hey, hey, Emma and Alex. First off, late to the pod games, we're playing catch-up but absolutely adoring it. So funny, very relatable, and feels like yarns with the friends, absolutely loving it. I always feel really awkward reading out like the nice bits of people's messages to us because it sounds really boastful. (laughs) (laughs) Skip that. Got to do it justice. I am a fellow Dunedin student in my fifth year of being broke, having had freezing flats and countless unhinged red cards. Thought I had to comment on the fact we still do buy good old fat bird wine to take to trusty BYOs. It's absolutely feral, but often openly (laughs) open sneakily and remixed with the cheapest vodka we can find. (laughs) <laughs> or on really unhinged occasions, a bottle of Scrumpy. Did you ever play Scrumpy Hands? Yes, we did. Shit, yeah, we did. We did Scrumpy Hands and Possum in a Tree. <laughs> there were concussions and it was worth it. Have to say, though, a bottle is now a steep $10.50 as opposed to $7.50. Wild reply and very rogue from me, but it's nice to have hope that I can come from the glass-filled streets of North Dunedin and one day end up in London thriving. Again, love the pod. Can't wait for more episodes. So good. I love that message. What a legend. And so well written. I love her turn of phrase. Totally. So well written. She's an absolute legend. Oh, my God. How fun. Thank you for writing in. Thank you so much for writing in. Thank you for your patronage. So educational for us to know that that's still going on. Honestly, Jador. My little sister went to Wellington and I did say, I was like, please go to Dunedin. I know. My brother and sister went to Wellington too. It's always disappointing when they break the mould like that. Super, It's super disappointing and also disrespectful. So disrespectful to your elders. <laughs> I have a, um, I have a reading. Um, <laughs> you hosting that host a sim? But on stage in assembly, pool, three sacks. We went to a Christian school, if you couldn't guess. <laughs> I actually had our school song stuck in my head all day Saturday. By Love Serve or Damn Amato? Damn Amato, the Latin one. Honestly, don't sing up. It's giving you back my head again. <laughs> Do you reckon we'll get served with a cease and desist if we sing Damn Amato on the pod? Probably. I thought for like 10 years it was Deo Tomato. So. <laughs> Yikes, you wouldn't be alone in that, to be fair. Okay, so I have for you. A reading. I um. I have a. I'm going to read something out. A letter from a fan. Here we go. Okay. So, if it doesn't have a nice intro, feel free to make one up. I will. Hey, absolutely love the pod. Emma's the coolest, hottest girl I've ever seen. I'm enamored with her, and I'd like her to weed me in the spring. Um. No, she said. What is the benefit of donor, and how do you apply it? Do you spray or massage it onto your face? the cotton pad or wipe it across your skin i um, love it i actually really want to know the answers to these questions as well so i'm thrilled you're bringing this up i've had a few drinks but i'll try and be concise toner is a mythical beast <laughs> i'll be concise but let me wax lyrical <laughs> i think you know concise of it hit you over the head toner is the enigma of the skincare world i don't go in on it specifically like you know how they used to do the clinic like three step thing I do think sometimes toner is as expensive water, but nowadays you can get toner that does actually have skincare benefits. Basically, it's a super, super thin water-like. What's the word for? Um, Viscosity? J'adore. Not the word, but love that. Super, super fine um, 
you, I, I mean, you, you're supposed to put toner on. It depends what you're using it for. If you've got like a high, high oil levels and your, or, or to use in a cleansing way, you're best to put it on a, a cotton pad and wipe it across your face. For me, I'm often using toners that are more, or like a hyaluronic acid, I would probably use instead of a toner now, but, uh, or like if I'm feeling a bit congested, I'll use the um, Paula's Choice AHA, BHA um, solution, which is really good. So sorry to interject, but why are there different purposes for toners? Like surely... Depends on your skincare needs. But like cleanser cleanses the skin. Toner does what? It's the same as all skincare after cleansing, is that it's... Just a big mystery, basically. The techno, <laughs> yeah. Mystery is a life trying to figure out, trying to unpack. Toner is much like the rest of your skincare, the serums you use, the moisturizer you use. It's dedicated to your particular skincare needs, so you need to find a toner. I think initially when we were younger, toner was just there to like dry out your pores. Oh, but really? But now it's much more um, you use it for whatever Complicated. purpose you need. So. I'll use it, say some people use a toner with BHA or AHA who, who want like a chemical exfoliant effect or whatever. Or you could use something with tea tree or with niacinamide. To sort of, How do you know what you need? What depends on your skin. Like well, what, what do your I skincare need? challenges are. <laughs> or what are you? You're not, you don't get pimples. Do you get dry? Do you uneven skin tone? Like it depends on, on your skin and you can find something that you need. But I personally don't use cotton pads because I think it's a stitch up because you just put half the product into the cotton pad I'll just if I'm using something that I, if you're not using a toner as a secondary cleanser I just put it on my hands and dab it on and wait for it to dry okay uh, and she also asked what are your thoughts on the expiry of makeup it blows my mind how hoarding I am old products that I always think I use again this is a more difficult one I have so many products that are past their expiry because part of me is really skeptical there's no way this eyeshadow expires after 12 months. How dare you? You just want me to get rid of it. I think it would be a safety thing. I don't think it would be a... Yeah. I don't think it would be a capitalist evil FDA scheme. Thing. <laughs> I think expiry is a funny one. I keep things for quite a long time. Until, basically, I keep things until they start to irritate my skin or eyes. I keep things until they run out. Okay. But no one should listen to me, to be fair. Please disregard everything else. It's, I'll keep like an eyeshadow until it starts to like irritate my skin, but I have really sensitive skin, so it doesn't take long. Like I'll only keep it for like another 12 months after it's expired. I don't believe them that it's expired. Yeah, I mean, surely it's more of a best before than expiry date. But then again, another thing is if you do want to keep your makeup, I guess, in good nick, I think sometimes I'll spray it with, I wash my brushes a lot. A sterilizing spray for my makeup brushes and I'll shampoo them properly, like probably once every one to two months, which is not I've enough. done that once before. Wow, the stuff that came out, the sink was brown. Brown. It's disgusting. And you actually and sometimes I'll notice I'm breaking out more and then I'm like, I haven't washed my brushes in ages. Yeah, that's what I need to do. Spray your palette with um this is this is a good trick. If you break if you shatter a powder compact, you can spray rubbing alcohol on it and re build it back together sort of tap it all back into place. The alcohol dries out of it completely, completely evaporates and it's fixed, which is but great. That's a good tip. But also sometimes if I'm feeling like, I don't know, if I, my brushes have been dirty and I've been using my comp, my compacts a lot, then I will spray with alcohol just for a little sterilization moment, you know? Question, beauty blender, how long can I keep that? How often are you washing it with soap, antibacterial soap? Never. 
to do you wet it when you use it, which yes. is what you're meant to do. Yeah. See, I soak mine every time I wet it. Beauty blender is probably the most hygienic of tools. If you every time every because I'm just like, why not? I'm here. It's wet. There's soap, and I wash it, which I think is good for your skin. But then you've got to leave it out to dry. Well, you do that anyway after you've wet it to use it. No, I just throw it back in the makeup bag. Well, what's the difference then? One's going to be saturated. The other one's going to be damp. Oh, I see what you mean. Do you just dampen it, not wet it fully? Okay, I see what you mean. Uh, I keep mine until basically they start to come apart, like when okay. they get little holes. Okay. Mine's in good nick then. Yeah, I think you can use them for a long time. So those are my questions. Do you have another letter? <laughs> I don't have any more letters. learn on social media this week i saw a really funny tiktok of a guy who went to abortion clinics where people or family planning clinics where people were protesting outside i've seen this yeah it's so good and he went along with adoption papers and was like cool you're telling them to adopt out their child so are you ready to are you ready to commit to adopting and they're like no leave us alone he's like me leave you alone but he's like there are how many hundred thousand kids in america in the foster system so if you think more people should go in i think it's time that we adopt as well and people just hate it and it just shows the absolute hypocrisy of the whole argument totally not prepared to help out at all but would love to tell you how to live your life if you cared about children you would care about education and gun control you wouldn't just ban abortion the other thing that guy does is he gets a megaphone if they're protesting and is like, we hate women. We want to control women. And like people eventually realize what he's doing and are like, excuse me, like, no, you, that's not what I'm trying to say. And he's like, oh, sorry. I thought that's what you we were, we were protesting for. <laughs> we are so late. What did you learn today on Mine's actually really boring, so I'm just going to mention it super briefly, but since we're coming off a heavy subject, it makes me sound just like an uneducated idiot. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you're not. I learned that the South African rugby team were really huge. <laughs> super tall, much bigger than your average person. Are they making super soldiers over there? What? Well, I actually looked into it and I was chatting to a friend's fiancé as well, and he was saying that the Dutch are some of the tallest people in the world, and obviously South Africa was heavily invaded or as the white people like to say discovered <laughs> discovered by the dutch um they're really tall people obviously then they've mixed with the afrikaans people and so now they just have this this huge huge population the rugby team obviously are the biggest of the population and i watched them arrive in france and they are enormous next to your average person like really huge all right what are your takeaways for everyone my takeaway is something i got I don't know if I love this guy, Mark Metzen, but I subscribed to his emails and he sent this out. Uh, validation is approval from others. Self-esteem is approval from yourself. Never sacrifice your self-esteem to gain validation. Validation is easily regained once lost. Self-esteem is not. Really like that. Yeah, just thought it was super interesting and I'd never really thought about that. As a people pleaser, probably something I should take under advisement. And yours? Mine is that I think... Mine always so wrong. Yours always like these amazing quotes from like really educated, amazing people. And mine are just like my rogue thoughts that I've had during the week. <laughs> I Mine is just to not focus and not be so intent on having a routine. I feel like I spent a lot of my time 
being like, oh, you know, when things quieten down, when my social life quietens down, I'll get into a better routine. But realistically, life doesn't ever really quieten down. You're never really going to find the time to have this perfect routine that you think you're going to have one day. So just accept the fact that every day is probably a bit different. You don't have to go to the gym at the same time every single day. You don't have to like go to work and catch the same bus or tube or whatever it is, you know, like you can be different. You can do what feels good for you on that day. If you thought yesterday you were going to go into the office and you wake up feeling like crap, don't go, you know, just yeah. routines a scam that makes you feel like shit if you don't say it. Exactly. It feels unimaginative if you yes. have a routine for every single, yeah, I'm not into it. Just take each day as it comes, see how you feel, you know. Adapt. You can do it, hon. You don't need. Be adept. Be fluid. Be flexible. Be adept. Yeah, be adept. Be adaptive. <laughs> be, do adapt. I mean, a lot of people like routine that gives them a lot of peace. And to be fair, I've never had one and maybe that's why I'm so hectic. I mean, I think if it's working for you, obviously continue it, but just try not to get upset if it's not happening all the time or every day, you know? Give yourself some slack. Don't be wedded to it. Yeah. Be adapt. Go with the flow. Be adapt. <laughs> and we are well, well, well over time. So sorry, guys. I think this is going to be a really long episode. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. I hope, hope you've made it to the end. If you haven't, honestly, I don't blame you. Yeah, fair enough. We would not blame you. Um, as always, please, please feel free to write into us at takeawayspod on Instagram or takeawayspodcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe, whatever you've got to do. Do share. Adapt. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>